Welcome to another episode of Empowering Time Markers. In today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the personal journey that led me to start this podcast. It's a story of resilience, triumph, and the power of sharing stories. Join me as I open up about my own illness and how it ignited a passion within me to share stories of triumph with the hope of inspiring and empowering others. So let's get started. Welcome to Empowering Time Markers, the podcast where we share inspiring stories, empower listeners with business tips, and create connections. I'm your host, Tia Bottom, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey of growth and empowerment. Hi, it's me. As a little girl growing up in upstate New York in fall circa 1980s, I grew up with a single mom who was an alcoholic and um, mentally had some issues with depression and anxiety. She was incredibly loving, but my father wasn't in the picture and I had a younger brother and younger sister and she met a man and he was what I consider my stepdad and they were together for over 11 years as I was growing up. And if you know anything about fall in New York, in the mountains, it's absolutely gorgeous. And this man had a pickup truck. And in the 80s, you rode in the back of a pickup truck. And he had two kids. So there was five of us kids. And I was the oldest, which meant that any time that there could be quiet was wonderful. So just being in the back of this big pickup truck going through the mountains on a dirt road. You can hear the crunching sound of the rocks underneath you and the smell of the crisp air and the leaves falling. It was absolutely beautiful. My favorite part was having that time and I would look around and just thought it was the most gorgeous thing. And I would go click in my mind as I looked around and I thought that I was taking pictures for heaven that could meet me one day so I could remember how beautiful life was on earth. Cut to my 11th birthday. I got a pink, like a neon pink, 35 mil, like the little long ones. And I haven't not had a camera ever since. I think the amazing technology that we can freeze time is so amazing to say the least, that you could look at old pictures before you were even born and see your ancestors and see yourself in those pictures. It's amazing. And I just love that. I love that you can freeze time just for a moment. And in college, I was always the one taking pictures and doing video. Back in the day, it was in the 90s, there was no phones with cameras. And then I eventually got married and had my daughter. She is now 20. She is in the military and in Washington State. Her dad and I did end up divorcing after a couple years. We're still good friends. It just wasn't a right mix. And then I met the love of my life, who I am still with. And we've been together for over 16 years. We have a son together who is 14. I homeschool him. And when I met him 
he was in the reserve, so I always say that I was duped into marrying a military man as someone I never wanted. I never wanted this life. And it's a running joke in the family. As an enlisted military spouse, there was an opportunity that I could go back to school. So I had gone to college and never finished because I could never find something that I absolutely wanted to do. I loved learning and I took everything that I thought that would help me in life. Child psychology, I took skill classes like floral design and I'm a nationally certified bartender, like random stuff, but I absolutely loved it. I studied in New York and at SUNY schools and I did an individual studies program. So I never finished and a myriad of reasons, which I'm not going to go into. There's a whole other side of that story, but this is about why and how did I start Empowering Time Markers. Okay, so 2010, I decided to go back to school and I went to New York Institute of Photography because I thought, you know what? I love taking pictures and it's been a dream of mine forever. And I thought, how about I just get trained. And as soon as I graduated from that program, I started my own business. And so I thought, and I called it time marker photography. Well, first I called it Tia's photography. And then I would shoot anybody and everything and anyone. And basically I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to charge. I was basically paying people to take their pictures. I never made any money. So I started doing the MLM route. So let me learn business through these companies that have already done a business and let me figure it out. So I did that for a few years actually. And then I really wanted to get back into photography as a business with my newfound information. And that's when I realized that I needed a mentor and a really close friend of mine had taken this woman's program and it was a beta program, and she's an internationally known photographer, Sue Bryce. And I took a chance. I joined, and she taught the, the business side. And it was specific for photography. So once I took her program, as soon as we got to the money mindset, it shifted everything for me. I did a whole new business plan, changed everything of what I was going to do. I honed into who I wanted to work with, which was still broad at the time. So I was going to relaunch as Time Marker Photography, marking this time in your life. And I did that, but I got ill, like really ill in 2019. And I was bedridden. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is under the IBD umbrella, which is inflammatory bowel disease. It's a chronic illness that lasts your entire life. They haven't found a cure yet. There is tons of medication. You, every time I turn on the TV or YouTube, I am getting bombarded by ads for ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease is a sister disease connected to it. And it's a horrific disease. I'm not going to talk too much about that just know that I was I might do that later but I was bleeding internally I was starving to death I was bedridden I was cramping all over my body it's a horrible way to die I'll do a separate podcast episode on that 
and I started taking medication and I thought this was it. That was, this is the end of my story. I held my daughter's hand. I said goodbye to her and I went to sleep and a miracle happened. I woke up, sun was shining and I said, well, shit, I guess I got to get up. I'm not going to die today. And slowly but surely, I got up and I didn't completely recover, but I had this newfound passion for life. And I just felt like that enlightened feeling of, oh my gosh, I get a second chance. And that's when I really started to think after I healed, after a couple of months, I was like, all right, I'm going to relaunch. And I thought about legacy a lot. So that was the summer of 2019. We had moved that fall. And in January 2020, I launched Time Marker Photography. It is for women. It was geared towards women in business. I did a lot of branding photography, personal branding, and I did fitness, boudoir, anything that I could help people one-on-one because after going through the illness, I didn't have the immune system that I once had. So working with kids and families, it was just too much to risk doing. And I wanted to have a business that I would need and want. And I had a half a day with hair and makeup and I did surveys ahead of time so you could have the food that you love and your favorite drinks. And it was all about you a day that you didn't have to think, you just showed up and I would take beautiful pictures of you. That was just the bonus, but it was a day with me where you could get pampered and told a thousand times how beautiful you are. I launched that. It was actually the best year of my business in spite of it being 2020. I was now a high-end branding photographer. Cut to March 2020, and I was stumped as to what to do. This was like a face-to-face kind of job, and I thought, okay, what helped me most? How can I help the women that I work with? And I thought, the bunny coaching. Let me go get certified. So while I was in school for that, I started a little Facebook group called Empowering Time Markers because we're all time markers marking this time in our life. And I wanted to share all the women that I knew. I gave them a platform. If they were beginner entrepreneurs, that would be their first time going live. And I gave them a safe little environment and a group that it wasn't to the whole world that they could practice. I had monthly themes like Marketing May and I always had self-care Sundays and it was great. I loved doing it. And weekly, I would interview these women. So if I interviewed you that week, and this is still on YouTube, so I have 27 episodes of Women of Value on there. The week that they had their interview air, they could go in and do a demo or a lesson or whatever it had to do with their business in my group. So I loved it. I never thought anything else would come about it. I just wanted to help women while I was going to school and waiting for the 2020 to end, right? And it didn't. In May, June area, my husband had to leave for a year without us to South Korea during COVID. Yes. And it was my daughter's senior year coming up. It was pretty stressful, but I 
loved what I did and that got me through. I loved connecting with women, even though we were in lockdown pretty much the whole time. It was still the best year of my business. I still did some after the rules had changed. I did some photography of wonderful women. They are truly amazing. You can find those shoots on YouTube as well under Time Marker Legacy. And that's where the legacy came in. I changed my umbrella company since I was coaching and photography. I did Time Marker Legacy. That is my website, um, timemarkerlegacy.com. I thought hard about legacy. What am I doing with this one life? I realized everything that I did was going to outlive me. The photos that I took, I made sure they were high quality and they would last over a hundred years. The prints and the books that I'm in, there's one right there, will outlive me and the impact that I make on others will just start a ripple effect. And if I can empower or inspire others to be who they're supposed to be and step into that, then we all are making the world a better place. As I truly believe that good people with good money do good things. So I love the brain. I love psychology. I love reframing and thinking outside of the box. I'm a creative, obviously, and I love finding the beauty in everyone. Okay, 2021, June, July area. My husband came back from Korea. We had not seen him for a year. My daughter graduated high school. He missed that, but we did a family road trip for four or five days in which time I got heat exhaustion and that started a downhill spiral, which happened two weeks later when my daughter had to go to basic training. I dropped her off and the movers came because we had to move from Maryland to North Carolina. Good times. Um, didn't have housing. My, this is a whole thing. <laughs> it was a series of unfortunate events and bad advice. What happened was no housing, no medical. During our move, I started to flare. We didn't have housing for over a month and I couldn't transfer all my medical stuff until we in-processed and did all of the things. It's a whole a process, okay? I was okay until September, mid-September and by then, I was trying to find a primary care doctor so I could get a referral to get to a specialist. And by the end of September, finally got in and the tests that they needed to do before they could give me medication had failed. I had to do them again. By then, I was bedridden. I was anemic. I couldn't move. I had learned enough in the last couple years prior about what I could eat. That's a whole nother story of hilarity. <laughs> Not funny, but funny. For example, I'll just do one. Everything online said eat chicken. And it turns out I am intolerant to chicken. So I was just getting worse and worse sick and I couldn't eat. It's funny now because I survived, but it sucked at the time. I'll tell you that. Anyway, cut to October. I am really, really sick. About mid-October, I, I got a medication that I started to take and it took extra long because I had been sick for too long and bedridden for, I was still bedridden. I 
felt like I was blacking out a lot. I could only get up to go to the bathroom. I showered maybe twice. It was bad. Like I, it was not good. Then finally got into a specialist in October or November, the first week of November. And my husband had been taking care of me. My son had been taking care of me. And it's the time of year that my husband likes to go on a hunting trip. And since he didn't get to go the year before because he was in Korea, I definitely didn't want to be the reason to hold him back. And the doctor wanted to do blood work. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please let me stop bleeding before I give blood. I was so weak. I was in a wheelchair to go to the doctor's. I had a pain in my left buttock. And I thought I had pulled a muscle because I wasn't walking a lot. I wasn't moving at all. And I thought maybe it was just from getting it out of the bed. And my husband left. My son took care of me. He came back Monday and I started to rub my leg because I was like, why? Oh my gosh. And my leg blew up, swelled up all the way down my left leg and I could not move. Like it felt like there was cement. And turns out I had a blood clot from my belly button all the way down my left leg. I went obviously to the hospital and I had to get transferred because I was an interesting case because I had internal bleeding already. They couldn't do uh, the Drano type um, medication that if an average person would go in, you get this shot, it blows it out and can clear it out. They couldn't do that. So they had to go old school with me and I had to do heparin. And if you've ever done that, uh, it takes a long time and a lot of blood to give to check your numbers. Anyway, <laughs> I'll talk about that another time, but it was a lot. I had to have a filter put in through my neck while you're awake to catch just in case something broke off and lots of medications, lots of, I was in a lot of pain, but I wasn't starving to death this time. Luckily, my husband, he is an amazing man. He drove every day that I was in the hospital. He would drive 45 minutes to make my food because I couldn't eat the hospital food. I got sick immediately if I ate their food and I would have blood. So the optimal thing was not having blood. So my husband made my food and he stayed with me the entire eight days that I was there minus going to get my food. It was right before Thanksgiving, I got to leave. I had to give myself shots twice a day in the belly for six months. I needed in-home nursing, in-home physical therapy to walk and move again. It was a very long recovery, longer than I expected. And it was a different way of thinking like for death because the first time, like I could feel my body shutting down. It was deteriorating. I could feel it. I felt death. This time, it was like a slow bleeding out, but I wasn't starving. And with the blood clot, it, it gave an interesting dynamic of, oh my gosh, I could die instantly at any time. So there's a lot of coaching that goes on in your own head when you're going through something like this. So the first time back in 2019, I was coaching myself to die, essentially, that it was okay to die, that I was a great wife, I had a great life, my kids were wonderful, I was a great mom, I got to travel the country, and I was okay. I was okay to go. This time around, because so much had happened in 2020, 
seeing death all around me and and personally too i had lost not because of covid but of other things i had lost close people to me and watching close people to me lose significant people in their life i'm gonna try not to cry anyway i'm just gonna try to tell you where my brain was at this time coaching myself in 2021 that it was okay to die even though i didn't feel like i was ready to go unlike in 2019 i was okay to go this was you're gonna have to get ready to go you might not feel like it but it might happen so you have to prepare yourself and i don't recommend this because this part this part is where i went wrong and it set me up for huge failure so the first time i felt enlightened and i thought why would anyone be sad about having a second chance at life well when you have seen terrible things very traumatic things when you're faced with death and you didn't personally go with i mean i did but not really so i didn't personally lose my child i didn't personally lose my husband and i thought i'm so glad that didn't happen to me it's okay if i die along with all the other things but i added that in don't do that i'm just gonna tell you not to do that because when you survive which i did obviously i'm right here it does something to your brain where after you're done the initial yay i made it i'm alive all of the things that you were happy that you never had to experience are now back on the table these are all things that can still possibly happen and what happens with that in your brain is that you become very angry and very sad i was angry that i knew that pain was still gonna come i was angry that i know that this could happen again and I'm only getting older, and the next time I might not make it. How many chances do you, does one person get, right? And it's that survival guilt that they talk about, like, why did I survive and those people didn't? Because my brain went through that, and it was taking a very long time to recover. I was still ill for months. It was taking forever just to be able to walk a half a mile, my body had gone through it like gone through it i had lost a ton of weight i had no muscles i had no fat i was coming back from the edge of death and this time was taking so much longer and so by the summer of 2022 uh, why am i here i can't use my camera anymore my brain didn't work anymore like it used to so writing was really hard and talking. I couldn't talk for more than an hour to someone. I was just getting into that funk. Super sad. Like, why am I here? I can't travel anymore. I can't do what average people do. And I was feeling really sad about it, right? I was really angry and really sad. And mind you, in the summer, the heat is not my friend, and I started to flare, but not completely going down the hill. What I realized is mistakes happen, and I had expired medication. But in the meantime, I didn't know that, so I started looking into vitamins and all of the things, and I definitely dove into that. And I will tell you, that and shifting my mind has changed 
my life completely. I will give you, and I'll link them, but green tea, decaf, because sometimes if you're flaring, you want to have at least three to five cups a day. I can only get up to three. And for maintenance, I do one cup of decaf green tea. I have a favorite brand because they all taste different. Uh, it's not just green tea is green tea. That's not true. I do have a favorite brand. I will link that below. I started researching on the best supplements and top of the line for tests and stuff. So uh, testing the quality is what I mean. I do fish oils, uh, curcumin, and vitamin D every day. Those four things I do every day. I also shifted my mind in September 2022 of, oh my gosh, look how far my body has come. Look at all the things that I've gone through and I'm still here every day a little bit better, a little bit better. And that shift last fall, I by December, I was like, you know what, maybe I can do a photo shoot. And I did my first photo shoot since 2021. And it was of a lovely couple who was having a baby and there was a timestamp and I thought she's probably as exhausted as I am. So she's not going to be like real judgy. I did a modified version of what I do because I don't have a team where I am right now. It was still beautiful and wonderful. And I do have a video of the outcome of that too. It's one of my, one of my most popular reveals and it was absolutely beautiful and she had the baby a few weeks later so we got that right in time and I knew it was still really hard for me it was exhausting it took me a week to recover and then I got COVID for the first time so that kind of just messed up everything but that's besides the point in January I uh, started healing from COVID and getting through all of that so in the spring of 2023, which is this year, I had an opportunity to go on a cruise for free. I was invited and it was a bucket list item. And I thought, if I can do this, maybe I'll have a life again. Because if you know me, I love to travel. I love food. And this was four years of pure torture of not being able to eat what everybody else is eating, making my own meals, only being able to eat maybe 30 things that include salt and olive oil and olives. Like it was a very minimal diet. And I started practicing like eating different things with gluten and, but it had to be organic because I definitely had a reaction to non-organic stuff. I prepared myself. I had all of the emergency medications just in case. It was only a few days and we did it and I did great. My body didn't react terribly. Did look six months pregnant most of the time because I was just bloated and not eating great, but it wasn't painful. I didn't have blood or anything like that. And I thought, oh my gosh, my entire life just changed. I got everything and more than what I had dreamed that I would ever have again. So I started to feel even better. And so this is nine months of being on the supplements and making sure I had my green tea even on the ship. I had my green tea every day and some ginger tea. I started these little mini workouts, which I could never do because 
if anyone has like an um, autoimmune disease, which this is categorized as, what happens is your body overreacts to any kind of stress, mental stress, physical stress, anything like that. If I had worked out before that, it would create a storm in my body and I would be out, even just cleaning the house. If I clean the house too much, I would be out for a week. Like I just had the flu. It is no joke. The fatigue is like getting hit with a Mack truck. You, it's not just tired. You can't sleep it off. It's like literally exhausting to drink water, get up to go to the bathroom, anything like that. It is horrendous. I would not wish any kind of autoimmune disease on anyone ever. It's awful. July, so a couple months later, my daughter got orders to Washington State. She had been in around the country and she needed to make it there in six days and driving across the country by herself. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. It's only six days. If I can do this, maybe we can go around the world because if I could go to this many states across the country, survive, eating food that I couldn't make myself and going through this kind of grueling thing. We had lived over there before when she was in middle school and we had taken three weeks to travel over. So in six days, it's quite a feat and happy to say we did it. My body did have some up and downs, but I was prepared. I knew how to handle it and I had emergency medications if I needed them, just the next step, which I did, and I only had to do it for a couple days and my body went back to normal. I am extremely lucky. And I flew back home after a couple weeks. I got to visit with family and it was absolutely wonderful. When I got back in August, I was like, oh my gosh, I could probably work again. How, what does that look like? What do I want to do? And because I am unsure how long we're going to live here. I know that we're moving in a year. I knew that for sure. There's a 1% chance we're staying, <laughs> but like maybe 10%, 10% chance that we would stay here. But I knew I would be moving in a year. Now, what can I do that I am impacting the world that I can be mobile with? And I thought, you know what, instead of just having it in that little group, let me share with the whole world let me do a podcast. Let me really hone in and take this global. I love having featured guests. I love connecting with people. And that was the best time of my career was when I was interviewing women and having connections and building, building connections and leaving a legacy all around, like having other people leaving a legacy with me and with whoever is listening. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can do this. So I started this little private group with friends of mine to help me narrow down how I'm doing this as a first season. And I just set a date. I planned backwards and here we are. Here's empowering time markers. So I am hopeful that this podcast can inspire you to follow your dreams to start a legacy with your name on it, to become empowered that you too can do things. You can do hard things. You can go through terrible things and you can still have a life that is worth living. And it's such a passion of mine 
to share my story and to share other people's stories of triumph and how did they do it, right? How did they do it? We all want to know, oh my gosh, how did I do it? And along the way, I will chime in and tell you certain things that I did. And just like in this episode, there is a lot of mind. There's a lot of body. And the one thing that I tell people, I didn't have a fear of it back in the day, but I had some issues where trust was broken and it was very hard for me to trust. It's a whole different episode. But I will say that the one thing that I realized is that Western medicine is so good at saving your life. So good. The technology is amazing, but it cannot help with the quality of life. The quality of life is everything you do at home. It's what you do with your mind. It's your nutrition. It's your vitamins. It's your relationships. It's all of those other things. So if I could be a part of your quality of life to make it 1% better every week, think about how much better your life will be a year from now. As we come to the end of this episode, I hope my story has resonated with you and shed light on the power of sharing stories of triumph. Through my own illness, I discovered the strength and inspiration that can be found in the stories of others. It is my mission with Empowering Time Markers to continue sharing these stories, providing a platform for individuals to connect, learn, and grow. Remember, no matter what challenges you may face, there's always hope and the potential for triumph. Thank you for joining me on this personal journey, and I look forward to sharing more empowering stories with you in the future. Until next time, stay inspired and keep empowering others. If you would like to meet with me one-on-one, I do offer a free consultation and quiz for your personality around your top money archetypes. If you just want to connect with me, I have those links too. They will all be down below. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Empowering Time Markers. We hope you found inspiration, gained valuable insights, and connected with our incredible guests. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us continue to bring you empowering content. And remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with us on social media, where we'll be sharing additional resources, behind-the-scenes content, and updates on upcoming episodes. Thank you for joining us on this empowering journey. Together, let's continue to make our mark on the world one moment at a time. Until then, keep empowering yourself and others. This is Tia Bottom, signing off from Empowering Time Markers.